Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. You are now listening to Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. In news from Africa, more than 1,300 years ago, Tunisia was invaded by armies from the Arab regions and conquered. Genetic studies that have been conducted on the population has in the past suggested that the majority of Tunisians have indigenous heritage. The country's inhabitants, however, still struggle for recognition of their languages. Some people with indigenous heritage prefer not to be called Berber because of its tie to the word barbarian. Instead, they wish to be identified as Amazigh peoples. In the 700s and 800s, the Amazigh fought against Arab invasion and in later centuries fought against colonization from the French. In Tanzania, Minority Rights Group International, or MRG, has expressed their satisfaction regarding recent recommendations from the African Commission on Human and People's Rights on the case involving the state of Tanzania's use of delayed tactics to deny the Maasai their rights to their lands and territories. Many years of forced removals and harassment of the Maasai peoples have culminated in the direct attack on the livelihoods of the indigenous Maasai communities. The Minority Rights Group has urged the government of Tanzania to implement the mission's recommendations and has asked that government take urgent steps to make certain that Maasai rights over their ancestral lands are restored. And in South Africa, in March 2023, Grandmother Katrina Iso, the last fluent speaker of the endangered indigenous language, Nu, was awarded an honorary doctorate by the University of Cape Town. This was done to recognize her lifelong commitment to teaching and revitalizing Nu. UCT or the University of Cape Town said that Uma Katrina had made it a priority to teach the language and educate the youth on other unique traditions of the San people. And in news from Asia, from the 4th to the 5th of March 2023, the Center for Research and Advocacy in Manipur, in collaboration with the affected citizens of Testa, Sikkim, Borok People's Human Rights Organization, Tripura, and Civil Society Women's Organization, Meghalaya, organized a consultation on indigenous people's land and human rights. During the consultation, Jitin Yumnam, Secretary of CRA Manipur, expressed concerns regarding the increased targeting of land, rivers, forests, and natural resources in Northeast India for dam building, energy projects, and extractive industries. International finance institutions are increasingly financing these activities without regard for indigenous peoples' rights. The Indian government was urged to revoke plans to build hydroelectric projects, stop mining and oil exploration without people's consent, and to stop all forms of forced eviction. And in news from Nepal, Following the decision of renaming a province from province number one to Koshi, a number of indigenous communities continued stringent protests across the province in far eastern Nepal against the decision and demanded the renaming of the province to reflect ethnic identity. Kirat Yaktum Chumlung and Nepal Federation of Indigenous Nationalities the umbrella organization of Nepalese indigenous people's organizations have been coordinating the protest. Hundreds of protesters sustained injuries and at least one person succumbed to injury. The federal government formed a six-member committee headed by the Joint Secretary of Home Ministry to probe into the death and also to hold a dialogue with the protesters. To Australia now, 
in a first step toward holding a referendum to recognize indigenous people in the constitution, the Australian government established an indigenous voice to parliament to advise lawmakers. During his introduction to parliament, Attorney General Mark Dreyfus stated that the referendum scheduled for October 2023 to December 2024 would allow Australians to acknowledge their history and work together for a more reconciled future. To Mexico City, the Miguel Augustin Pro Juarez Human Rights Center has expressed a shock after the murder of Nawa defender Eustachio Alcala Diaz, who was found dead three days after he was kidnapped by an armed group in Hutzontla, Michoacan. Alcala Diaz was an authority in his community and was part of the defense of his territory against mining exploitation. On April 1st, Alcala Diaz disappeared after an armed group stopped and kidnapped the truck in which he was traveling along with three missionaries who were released hours later. However, the armed subjects took Alcala, who was 66 years old, to an unknown destination. The center condemned the crime and demanded a thorough investigation into Alcala's murder. And to Guatemala, Members of the Social and Popular Assembly and the National Platform for Victims of Armed Conflict, among other organizations, held mobilization to show their dissatisfaction with irregularities by the authorities organizing the general election scheduled for next June, which point to electoral fraud. The protesters, coming from different provinces, denounced that the Supreme Electoral Tribunal violates the laws and promotes the exclusion of candidates from indigenous peoples, emphasizing its lack of transparency and credibility. In addition, they criticized the magistrates for registering candidacies that they consider questionable and excluding others, such as the Movement for Liberation of the Peoples, or MLP. That was all for this edition of Cultural Survival's Global News. For more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter. Indigenous Rights Radio. Because knowledge is power.